I was only dance videos in the beginning. That was really at first our differentiator. It's what created the polarity in our content that really got people commenting and pushing yeah, it through the algorithm yeah. because it was something they'd never seen before. And then after it got so much attention for what it was, then I was like, okay, like the audience is here, like what will help them more? I'm always experimenting yeah. with different content types to just see like what hits, what resonates with them now. So my audience now is very different than what my audience once was. You know, they say women shouldn't be bossy. We're out here reclaiming that word. What's so wrong with being the boss? Bossy. Today, we are going to talk about social media trends and other, I would say broadly, just trends in general Trendy to stay stuff. on top of and grow your business. And I would say way more excitingly, we have Kat Norton with us today. Yeah, I oh, love Kat. I'm excited too. about Miss Excel fame, which is fun because we've talked about her business on the show before. We have. And we could only go off interviews and speculation, but now we have her in the flesh with us to chat about this. So. To, uh, to set the stage, to give a little bit of background, Kat first launched her TikTok in March 2020. One of her first videos highlighting the left and find option in Excel grew her audience from 1,000 to 100,000 in less than a week. So it was like dancing to a viral Drake song that was trending at the time. Oh yes. my gosh. Yes, that was left foot up, right foot slide, left and the right function. <laughs> <laughs> Tara's not just her dancing. I think you had a conversation with someone who like urged you to start monetizing through selling courses. Yes. Okay. And then within a matter of months, you're like earning more from this side hustle than from your full-time job. So you quit your full-time job in March, 2021, year later. And it's my understanding that you're doing like what, a couple million in revenue per year now, and you work like 20 hours a week. So we need the inside scoop from you directly, I think. <laughs> yes. I love the recap. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Of yeah, course. so now. And now we're a multi seven figure business. And yeah, I mean, most weeks it is in the 20 hour range, unless I'm like building a course or yeah. something wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Kat, we really want this format of the conversation to not be like a regular degular interview. We <laughs> want to like have you here on the couch with us, kind of talking girl talk about business. Does that sound good? Let's go. Yeah, All right. Sounds great. great to me. Well, I want to set us up today since we're going to be talking a lot about social media and because of the role social media has played in your like rise to stardom about your unique approach, because I... I personally find it to be a little bit of a roller coaster where sometimes I find it quite energizing and I'm like, I love this. I'm feeling so creative. I'm having so much fun. And then other times it's just totally draining where it feels like there's too many external opinions coming in where I'm like, I have to like shut this out because I can't even hear my own voice right now in my head. Um, you mean when it comes to creating social content? Yeah. yeah. And just the immediate feedback, which is like blessing and a curse. Because if, if it's like not hitting or if someone, you know, looks at you sideways, it, it's just a little <laughs> bit funny. Yeah. But you have said before that you view social posts as transmissions of energy. And so you really focus on getting your energy right before you show up on this platform. And if you're, don't if you're not feeling it, you just don't post. And so I think a lot of people who feel really tied and tethered to a schedule might be like, what? She just deviates from the plan. She's that fluid about it. And I would love to hear from you a little bit more about how you arrived at that that philosophy and like how it's worked for you clearly it's working but just elaborate 
Yeah. So I really kind of, you know, trial by fire on that one, figured it out because I was breaking every rule when it came to social media. <laughs> like when I started, everyone was like, post consistently, post at these times, do all these things. And I was just kind of flowing with my life. I was still working a day job at the time. Yeah. So I couldn't be posting at all these times, all these things. So I would go like, you know, week or two without posting sometimes when I first started and the account would still go viral and everything would grow. So I kind of threw a lot of that out the window of the more like quantitative stuff that I know a lot of people teach. Like, yes, I'm sure it helps the cause. Right. Mm -hmm. But for me at the time, I was like, this is a direct reflection of my energy. And if I'm feeling off about myself, if I'm having a rogue day, like that is the last thing I want to do is go like hop on there and try to <laughs> teach them something in Excel, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I got to do me. So something I really learned in that space is the concept of energy management which is a little bit different than time management, yeah. which is what a lot of people might be familiar with. You know, time, we all have that same finite amount, the same 24 hours in a day. But the energy management is how we are showing up in those time blocks. Are we showing up at, you know, 30%? 50% are we showing up at that 100% mark? So I started learning, okay, like how can I best manage my energy for different situations? Because some situations, you know, it's like you got your spreadsheet, you're crunching numbers, you're doing things like that. Hair's in a bun, you got your iced coffee. That's like one energy type. That's <laughs> yeah. like left brain activities, our analytical minds. And then we got the right brain activities, which is where we're tapping into our creative flow states. And on those days where I'm supposed to be like actually coming up with these viral ideas, those days look totally different. I'm like meditating, getting out in nature, you know, not doing those more analytical type things. And that helps me show up at my most efficient point in each of those different energy types. So that helped me a lot with like really managing content and doing what I want when I want it. Like if I, even if I planned like, all right, this is going to be a creative brainstorm day. And then I had like a fire drill happen. Of course, I'm not going to try to force it into that box mm -hmm. and like come up with a creative idea. Like, you know, I've make my own schedule. I'm like, this is a gift with that. Like I'm going to flow my life so that I'm most efficient in each area. You said, of course, I'm not going to force the schedule, but like most people try to force a schedule. I try themselves. to force the schedule. <laughs> Kat, yes. I saw Katie's <laughs> calendar. It is out of control. Like it's time blocked every single like 30 minutes to an hour. Now you might've changed this right now. I have, but literally I changed it because of Kat, because I, I started listening to interviews with Kat and I heard her talk about this and I was like, and then, and because of you, it felt like all signs in my life. Like it was like the universe was shouting at me, like stop white knuckling it, stop grasping yeah. so hard. Like you're, you're like the reasons that you're good at this and the reasons why you like it, like it comes when you're not like, oh, I gotta, I gotta make sure that this 30 minutes goes to, yeah. and so I, I changed it honestly because of the two of you, which is just really full circle and, and funny, but I know you have thoughts about this. I know you yeah. have a lot of well, thoughts Well, I think this, this is one of the cool things too, like it's not like men can't do it, but this is one of the cool things about being like a mm. feminine expressed entrepreneur too, is like you have this flow and movement where like I think maybe for Kat the equivalent is like some days I'm in Excel and some days I'm doing creative work for me, like some days I'm working on an app and some days I'm creative work yeah. but like aligned like there's different sides of my brain and types of thinking I also think this is really interesting a couple of years ago I hired a coach to help me align my productivity to my menstrual cycle because there are parts yeah. where hormonally you're just in like create you're literally in creation mode your body your is prepping 
to create Thanks. life. And yeah. you are super creative in some of those energies. And then there's some where you're more depleted and tired. There's some where you're more like sharp and analytical. And so we like got out a calendar and she helped me map out like where I kind of like might expect mm -hmm. myself to be. But I really like what Kat was saying, which is like sometimes you are not where you expect yourself to be. You woke up that day and you're like, oop, I'm in a totally different energy. Am I in a left brain or right brain kind of energy? Am I excited about creating content so I can like give people mm -hmm. my good vibes or am I not because they're going to feel those not good vibes. Mm -hmm. Have you ever like had moments because like some of this is like entrepreneurship is a practice. So have you had moments where you like went against this? You were like, oh, I'm going to do I still got it. Like sometimes you have a deadline, like you have to get a thing done. And you're like, I have to get this done. Like how have you navigated when like you have to and you kind of have to go against it? Totally. And I mean, I have an example of this right now. My yeah. webinars last week, I had thousands of people signed up for free Excel classes. I had like a crazy hormonal migraine. I was literally walking around the house with like an ice pack on my head, <laughs> like 10 minutes before I was supposed to go on. I'm like playing mantra. I have like crystals all around. I'm like doing <laughs> anything. I'm on the phone with my mom. I'm like... <laughs> Like, get me balanced, like, get me centered. Yeah. I'm like, this is something we can't cancel. I got like Palo Santa. I'm like, I'm doing everything, right? I'm pulling every tool out of my damn toolkit. That was like yes. Monday, Tuesday of this week. And I, but that was one of those moments where I'm like, okay, like energetically, I want to go lay in bed right now. Yeah. But, you know, we've got to show up today. We have thousands of people coming to this. And so that was one of those moments where it really comes back down to your purpose, right? Mm. And your why. And in those moments, that is what carries me. I'm like, why am I showing up here today? I imagine all the people on the other side of their screen that, you know, block their calendars yeah. for this. They're ready to learn. Like they're here. They got their little notebooks out and that like tears me all up. And I'm like, all right, I, I got to do this for the oh, team. And yeah. that's what really helped me push through. And I also just think about like, my energy projection. So this is something I play with a lot is, and it's really funny, an example of this is one time I was going to like a big like family event and before it, I was like, okay, I'm a ray of sunshine. I'm a ray of sunshine. I'm a ray of sunshine. And I'm like, was like projecting that. And I literally walked up to my boyfriend's uncle and he's like, wow, like a ray of sunshine. Oh my God. Like, boom, you see me. But like, I play with energy projections. So, like, going into that, I was like, okay, I'm just going to blast them with like high frequency energy. Like, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be in like this, you know, state, even though I don't feel great right now, even yeah. though my head is screaming, I was like, it's one hour and I'm going to give it everything I got and then yeah. I can lay down. Yeah. You know, and th having that like projection and knowing like how we can go in and kind of focus on the different projection we want to have helps really like amp it up, even in those moments where like your body's like, no, no, no. Well, I would yeah. ask like relatedly, were you always able to this example of like, I planned for this to be a creative day, but now I'm having a fire drill. So of course I'm not gonna force it. Was that always an of, of course, or did you have to kind of practice and train yourself to not get hung up on like, oh, well, I was gonna do this. And like, if I don't do it, then then the state didn't go the way it was supposed to. And like, I, I said I was gonna do, because that's my self-talk is like beating myself up if, if something yeah. deviates. And I'm so I'm curious if that has ever been an element or if you were kind of able to settle into that, like, that flow and that allowance of like, I'm gonna uh, let things unfold the way they're supposed to. It was definitely something I learned over time through experiencing the bang for your buck that you get when it comes to your energy, mm -hmm. when you're aligned versus when you're not. Because yeah. if I'm trying to force something when it's not aligned, it is like, 
pushing a boulder up a hill. Like things are just not working out. And if that starts happening to me, I know I need to stop and go use different tools to realign my energy before I go back into it. So if I look at a task and I'm like, you know what? I feel horrible today. Like this is, this is not it. Filming's not it today. I won't try to force it because I know on a day where I'm super magnetic and super shiny and everything's good. That's the content that's going to go viral. Mm, not yeah. the content of me like forcing myself because people can tell. People can tell yeah. the subtle energies and like you get like one second in that front section <laughs> of your clip to capture that energy. Yeah. And if you're not capturing it, you know, then they swipe on by. So it's really like bang for my buck. I'm like, if this is going to be like the two days a month that I'm filming content, like if today is not the day, today is not the day. Yeah. You know? One of the things that I really kind of struggle with when it comes to trends and content trends is like sometimes following trends just to follow them feels out of alignment with how I view myself as like more a of a trend, more of a trendsetter than a trend follower. And I think like specifically there's this book called crossing the chasm. It's about like marketing and selling it's, it's mainly in the tech industry. So it's like high tech products to the mainstream, mm. but it's about like how technology becomes mainstream. And there is this like curve. It's actually the cover of the book, but there is like this uh, adoption curve mm -hmm. and the adoption curve sort of like breaks down how trends come to the mainstream. Cause there is like first innovators, like innovators are the first people who adopt something new and they're the risk takers they're like willing to try something new give feedback so like if you think like facebook for example like mark zuckerberg and his like nerd friends in the dorm room <laughs> like those are like the innovators right yeah. and then the next stage that you have in the graph are the early adopters so these are people who are like okay i'm going to like they tend to have like a lot of influence over people and their opinion leaders are like thought leaders. They tend to like know a lot of innovators too. So like then if you think about the Facebook example, there's like Ivy League, all Ivy League students are now using Facebook. Then you've got early majority and late majority. So like this is where, I don't know, I think about like my parents or something there where like they're not paying attention to trends, but like if a trend gets big enough, they kind of have heard about it mm. and they see it. And then there's the last step, which are the laggards. This is like my grandma. Like my grandma's not gonna do it first, second, third or fourth. She's going to, like, look to the, the late majority. And if everybody is, like, peer pressure to do it, maybe she'll do it. With the exception of on TikTok. My grandma is on TikTok. Is so she? She's, yeah. Ooh. Maybe yeah. she follows Kat. She probably does. She <laughs> probably does. Honored. So when I think about that chart, I think about myself as an early adopter. Okay. I'm not necessarily an innovator, but an early adopter where, like, I want to check out something new and I want to, like, I tend to have, like, opinions about it. But once it's, like, early majority or late majority, I'm, like, less interested. You're kind of, like, put off by it because it's, like, oh, it's this is already yeah. too mainstream for me. Yeah. Like, I think about, like, when I started Apps Without Code yeah. and, like, this was years ago where, like, now no code is kind of cool now. Like, yeah. all kinds of enterprise companies have it on their marketing. But, like, people thought I was crazy for that. And, like, now it's very trendy. And I think I just, maybe it's a cultural thing, too. Like, I think as, like, a queer black woman, I exist in this, like, intersection of people, particularly in America, who, like, are very much, like, trendsetters and create a lot of cool in our culture. Yeah. And so, like, I just highly value something being... Uh, cool and the more mainstream it gets the less excited I am about it so sometimes I see a trend on social and I'm like oh yeah like everybody's doing it I'm, I don't want to do it but I know how good it can be for your business so I'm curious like if you cat like get stuck 
at all with like the trend being too trendy or if that's not important to you you're like I'm gonna do it it's cute left foot right foot like here, <laughs> here's my dance yeah how do you gauge like whether a trend feels right to you are you just feeling it out or I mean where yeah. do you put yourself on this curve yeah so I mean funny part is I definitely used to be one of the late adopters like I was like one of the last people to get like Uggs and Birkenstocks you know like throwing it back like I totally grew up your girl was on like the later side of all the trends and then as I became an entrepreneur I was like oh like trends do help when it comes to social media Mm -hmm. and then you know I started trying to really create my own trends and create things that didn't exist I think the cool part about the trends Mm -hmm. is like even if you see a trend And you see something that you think is cool. I always try to do like, how can I like one up the trend? You know, how can I do something a little bit different to it to actually make it feel authentic to me and make it feel something I'm excited about. And then that also kind of eliminates the, oh my gosh, am I at the end of the trend cycle feeling? Mm -hmm. Because for me, for example, I only film content like two days a month. I'm not one of those people who are like constantly on TikTok, like, oh my gosh, here's the new trend. I got to get on it now for a chance to go viral. Like I'd argue that if you're, in your authentic worth with the content you're creating, you could go viral with whatever you want at any time. Like no one was putting Excel screens above their heads. Like that would have been considered really damn weird. (laughs) So when I first started out, like I was like, okay, like, you know, drop it like it's hot create a drop down menu. Like I would just like find ways to link (laughs) things together. Like ice, ice, baby, freeze your Excel cells. You know, like I would sit and just try to find ways to take like a trend and like up level it and then make it my own and make it something that would actually like help somebody and like fit into my content. So I feel like a lot of people too, like I could make those like I think I like my little life, like videos, yeah. like so, like montage of my life right now. But like the the Mormon mommy blogger no. sound. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I know this one. Yeah, you know what? Oh this God. is like when you talk about like how your algorithms are like exposing you to like people think... who are creating cool and culture. I don't think the algorithm is targeting you with the Mormon mommy blogger <laughs> yeah. um, creators. Yeah. But I actually have a good example of this. This happened recently. So there is a like fitness challenge called Seventy Five Hard. Yeah, you guys yes. heard of it? And it's, like, really intense. It's, like, a lot of, like, nonfiction books and, like, drinking a lot of water and working out multiple times a day. But I think that there there was just, yeah, there was, like, something about the concept that I thought was so interesting where I was, like, a defined period of time where you're maybe doing things that are a little more extreme than you ordinarily would. And, like, the intent is not that it's, like, sustainable, but that you can almost introduce things in a way that I think has the power to kind of create habits that even a scaled down version of that habit would still be really beneficial to you. So I was like, what would be like a a more interesting, like money version of this? And so just kind of in a stroke of inspiration one morning, not planning to make a video that day, it's like, what about like 75 richer? And we could do a challenge that's like all about little money tweaks. So it was like, listen to a money podcast every week. Like you're going to read one book about money over the course of this challenge. You're going to no discretionary purchases over $25, um, things like that. And I filmed a video about it and it got a lot of traction initially, like with people getting the challenge guide that I just like literally put in a Google doc and then had it um, automatically send to people through this program called many chats, where if you comment the phrase, it'll send you, I'm sure you, do you use this cat? We We just started this last round. It's been such a game changer. It's amazing. And so it'll send an automatic DM to people with this guide. And it's just a great way to like send resources. So anyway, that was great. But what really took off 
off was I filmed an update video like two weeks later where it was like my 75 Richer update. And it was like all B-roll type footage of me like cooking or like walking my dog or doing things with like how I was doing on the challenge. And that video went way more viral than anything mm. I've made in like over a year. Wow. And it grew our following by 10% in like two weeks. Yes. Just oh crazy. Gosh, yes. So I was like, I loved it, but it was such an eye-opening and kind of expansive experience because I was like, there was no like grand strategy that went into that. It was just mm -hmm. kind of like, this is feeling right. It's like something yeah. that's got a little trendy, but I'm kind of interested in it organically. And... It's just, it's just fun. Like, it's just fun. And we we saw a real impact. And, I mean, I think we saw, like, 20000 in Wealth Planner purchases, too. So, I mean, yes. it had, like, audience and real revenue needle-moving potential. And so when you say, like, leveling up the trend or, like, one-upping it, I'm like, that feels like yes. what we were doing. So the one-upping of the trend, totally. first of all, that resonated with me. So thank you for that advice because I can, like, I was like, okay, I can get on that, yeah. like, idea of, like, how am I going to make it creative and make it my own? Katie, I watched you do your... 75 challenge oh, yeah. and I know the reference of 75 hard but it did not occur to me that you were doing that Ooh. in your challenge when I saw it it occurred to me as its own thing oh wow like, as you're explaining cool. it now I now understand the inspo but I want to let you know that like it landed as like Katie's doing her own thing look at that and so this is what Kat's talking about about like put your own spin on it like one up it like that makes a lot of sense to me okay that is really really interesting I love that because when I think about my own social like I will do, for example, I would do videos where I was like dancing in them a lot and like people just love it. Like, I mean, of course they love it. I'm a great dancer, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but people would love it. Like they would do so well. But then I found myself like, why am I tap dancing and talking about apps? Like I just like, hmm. like I wasn't that excited about it after a while. And so I think maybe that was probably my, either my trigger in Kat's advice to like one up it or to move to the next trend. But like it stopped feeling in alignment to me once like I was immersed in like a trend everybody's doing interesting yeah Kat do you ever feel that way yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I mean, we're always evolving our content too, because I was only dance videos in the beginning yeah. too. So I'd be dancing with the Excel and like, that was really at first our differentiator. It's what created the polarity in our content that really got people commenting and pushing yeah, it through the algorithm yeah. because it was something they'd never seen before. And then after it got so much attention for what it was, then I was like, okay, like the audience is here, like what will help them more? And still to this day, my dancing videos are the ones that are the ones that go viral. People so I still sprinkle it. them in there. People love it. And that's what still really like shakes it up because it's so different. But I also layered in a ton of different talking videos as well, or like, you know, other screen style ones. And I'm always experimenting yeah. with different content types to just see like what hits, what resonates with them now. So my audience now is very different than what my audience was once was as well. Yeah. It's interesting. I remember, I think I saw you post one the other day, Kat, where I noticed someone had commented like, I love how gentle you feel in this video or I love how gentle yeah, this video that. feels I and I was like yeah. it's so funny because I think yeah. you get yeah because her her persona is so high energy and so hype and yeah. like she's partying party you know and so it was interesting it was like a you could feel that shift in the video that like it was very soft and uh. kind of like I think it's just funny to me that people clocked that are you in a new yeah. season cat where it's softer I 
I was playing with the energy projection. So I was like, okay, like I'm going to try. So you can project your voice from different like chakras. And I was projecting it from more of my navel point. Yeah. And then I was also using a microphone really close and you cannot yell on a mic. So um. I was like, okay, I'm going to project my voice differently. And I'm going to like come through differently. And like people, like people like different types of content though, too. Like when yeah. you teach something yeah. that most people consider boring, like Excel, if I come on here and I'm just talking like this, like a lot of people aren't going to like be like, Ooh, I need to watch where me combining high frequency energy mm. with Excel is what usually works. It works really well in a corporate space. However, on some content I've been playing around with, like coming through like different, you know, that normal like girl's voice, the day in my life where they're like walking through like, you know, that. Like, I was like, all right, I'll try that energy projection and see how it hits. So I'm always kind of just playing around with how I can like create content, make it different because different things resonate with different people. And then in the end, it's like, are they learning or not? You know, is it making it through the algorithm? Are people going to see it? Are they going to learn from it? And it just, you know, comes back down to that. Yeah. We're going to get some Excel ASMR going. (laughs) We'll be right back to the conversation after a quick break. Okay. Back to the show. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. So one of the concepts I really love when we think about like trends mm-hmm. is this concept of the influencer's influencer. Ooh. Like you see this a lot in like music where there's like the musician's musician. It's like mm-hmm. maybe that musician's musician's not like as mainstream, but like all the other musicians love them. Or like my boyfriend loves like cooking. And so like the chef's chef, like all the other chefs love this chef. Oh, Do you know I what I mean by that? Saying. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm curious if there are influencers. This question is to both of you guys. Okay. If there are influencers that you really like, because both of you guys are influencers hmm. yourselves, whether you like that word or not. And, but there are other people who you really like. Yeah. Okay. Let me think. Can you think of anybody? I have one for myself that I can share, but I'm curious, like, and it doesn't have to be just your industry. Well, I think it's interesting too, that you're kind of describing it as like this person might not be mainstream, but there's something that's like about their style that is very resonant. So actually, wait, I will share. I have two. Okay. I have a YouTuber that I love. I just found her. Her name's Chad Chad. And it's not, she doesn't talk about money. She's like a cultural and like, not really pop culture, but sometimes pop culture, sometimes like TikTok trends, kind of like a commenter. And there is something about her style, her delivery. She's so dry and witty and everything is like intentionally kind of low fidelity yeah. like about her editing and it, it almost it's like the same way that people will like ironically use comic sans like that's how she edits videos and there's something so intoxicating about her delivery style and like commentary to me that even though she's not always talking about things that like I even really care about I just love the way she comes across on camera and it's, wait what is she talking about like for example, she was talking about, I think her most recent video was about the Stanley Cups and how it's like this uh-huh. like crazy trend. She's made videos about um, that like really, I'm like, how, how deep into the lore do we get on Bossy? Um, there is this very like red pill, 
girl named Pearl on TikTok who's like very misogynistic and it's like her whole shtick is like hating women. Like it's like the pick me girl of TikTok. I don't know. Like I said, we don't have to get too deep into the lore. <laughs> okay. But it's like really niche TikTok stuff that she'll okay. like comment on. And it's like I just commenting on like it's current so events. So fun to watch. I will sit there and watch her for like hours, hours. Mm. And she she's got like green hair and a nose ring and like she's just like you would not imagine that like, yeah. like the woman who like loves Taylor Swift and wears sequins would be like that's who I want to watch I love her and then as far as like I'll say a podcaster's podcaster yeah. I love listening to Derek Thompson he's a writer for the Atlantic and his show isn't super mainstream I don't think it's called plain English but it's the way he breaks down complex topics and the way he interviews his guests and just the level of like nuance and and backstory and even just the way he articulates things i'm like god you ever listen to someone who's so articulate that you're like i can't even focus on how much i'm enjoying this because i'm so jealous that i don't speak the way you do (laughs) i'm just annoyed (laughs) like i feel that way when i listen to him sometimes so those would be i think those would be my picks what about y'all cat what about you yeah. So, okay. This is any inclamation to what my actual newsfeed looks like. <laughs> this is totally obs- telling us what's on your feed, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's actually, so I got a social media manager and so someone else has entered the chat. Someone else has entered my feed. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is telling. And it's literally all baking videos. <laughs> is it? <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing? This is an Excel account. And I'm like, yeah, but me, I, think I follow like, baking. I watch. It's baking videos and Lily P. Crumbs. I don't know if you've ever seen her videos. Lily P. Crumbs. Lily P. Crumbs. Like, okay, so out of all the baking influencers, I'm like not in this space at all. I just follow them all. (laughs) And honestly, we're renovating our Sedona house and getting this killer kitchen. I'm like, maybe one day I'll actually like whip out a spatula and do something about this because I don't even bake. I just watch the videos. (laughs) And so that is so funny. yeah, I bet people like would love content. Pleasure. I bet people would love content from you where you're like cooking and talking about Excel and like do, like when you're like multitasking. Okay, people you like did? that yeah. kind of thing. Did I it did do the well? Excel Kitchen series. Yeah, I only ended up doing one because I like rented this Airbnb in Austin that had an Excel green kitchen. So I would like hold up the bowl and the screen was in the bowl and I was like mixing different like functions into it. That's hysterical. That was my, That's yeah, so it was creative. really cool. Yeah feel the lines you know i'm into the cooking but this one baking influencer has so much personality to what she's doing she's like and we don't put pink sprinkles in here because this will happen and don't do this and she like shows her whole process of everything and she's just so real and so amazing lily p crumbs lily and then uh, shout out yeah she's one of my favorites and then more so aligned with what i do is jen gottlieb is another account i follow oh yeah badass public speaker wrote the book be seen she really inspires me so like whenever i need to get pumped up before doing like a public uh-huh. speaking thing i watch her videos and like get myself hyped up because she has really awesome energy yeah okay these are great examples of like influencers influencer even in the like baking scenario that influence has made its way into your content yeah. as an influencer so that's a really yeah. great example of the adoption curve i also love that you don't even bake the fact that you're yeah. like i just like the videos because that goes to show you when someone is bringing that much enthusiasm and energy mm. to what they're talking about it doesn't matter what they're talking about like yeah it's it's about them you're following the person it's not because their her baking tips are better than everybody else's or she's a better yeah. baker than everybody else it's just like what she's bringing to it it also is funny because the fact that you have a social media manager that's in your feed now looking at this stuff we have a money with katie youtube channel that i like don't manage at all and 
but I like it's on my computer and I really like ASMR videos. <laughs> me, too, me too. So I watch a lot of ASMR videos where it's like, friend does your makeup, friend does Nail your polish. skincare. Yeah. You'd be like, manicure before bed. And I'll be like falling asleep listening to it. And then I I realized that like all the recommended videos on the homepage when like anyone at Morning Brew logs into the Money with Katie YouTube is just like ASMR. And they were like, who's watching these? I was like, oh, that's me. Sorry, oh, guys. Oh, my gosh. My, so it outed me. My YouTube feed is and Instagram feed actually is all like Erica Badu interviews yeah. on Vogue. Like that's the vibe that, that's figured. happening. Yeah, figured. Do you have one? If you, I don't think you've said yours. Erica. Is it just Erica? Definitely Erica Badu. Okay. For sure. Like influencers, influencer, and it's more of like an energy vibe, how you live your life, influencer, than specific to my industry. Yeah. But like, I just love her. Like, I don't really care about fitting in this mainstream kind of industry. I'm gonna make the music that I want to make and be weird, and like, I'm cool with that, and I like mm -hmm. respect that so much that like she's definitely an influencer's influencer for me. Mm -hmm. So another trend that I am into and like you know that I have this obsession with is AI. Yeah. Do you think very much about AI, Kat? Like does that pop into your industry and your world much? Oh yeah, I have a course on it launched a few months ago where we yes. really get into prompt engineering and how to use the AI chatbots uh -huh. because I really saw it coming up in my audience. I asked them one time, I was like, what AI tools are you most interested in learning? And, you know, I did like one of those question boxes. I'm yeah. like, all right, they're going to be like chat GPT, you know, like things like that. They were like pivot tables. And I was oh like, no. no, no guys, that's not it. That's not it. And so that's where like a lot of them didn't even like know what it was. And this was a yeah. year ago. So oh, this was I was a like, year okay. ago. Oh, you, yeah, this you, was a year okay, ago. Well, you're an early adopter. Yeah, yeah, I was like, team's going to need this. So I dove into it team's and built a course this. on it. I was like, if this is going to start popping up in the workplace for them, like my goal is to just give them the tools that they need in the workplace. And I'm like, I don't want them, you know, getting overwhelmed by this. And I've done like free trainings on it as well as like a part of our webinars and stuff. So it's something we definitely use in our business, whether it's, you know, creating copy. And then we obviously edit over the copy because as good as these chatbots are, like we always need to rewrite the majority of it. But really, you know, going through and getting some like base copy down has been awesome or like coming up with ideas we use it all the time for that too so like if I need like names or something or acronyms or mm -hmm. coupon codes or you know stuff like that or even like helping us pick our new license plate we got a new car and I wanted like an exalted <laughs> license plate so we we bought a China blue G-Wagon and I was going to do like an Excel um, license plate. So we were playing around with um, different stuff there. And I'm like, okay, it has to be seven letters, Excel themes. And I was having it like give me different Brilliant. stuff. So yeah, so like there's good. fun use cases too. Yeah. Wait, I love that so much. I live in a super AI centric household. Oh yeah. So I do a lot of work with AI. My boyfriend runs a company called Geppetto that is like they build AI powered sales reps. So they sell these two like companies. And so for example, actually it was really fun because I got to really like help build this product. Mm -hmm. and we built the first version for me. So we built it for the free workshops that I do. So there is this you can opt in when you like sign up for a workshop for Ryan to reach out to you. And Ryan texts you if you opt in and like guides you through an app strategy conversation ahead of the workshop and, and ryan he, is ai well yeah ryan's the ai character so like but the, my wow. boyfriend's company you get to choose 
the AI name that you want to. And also you load it in with like all the knowledge about your company, all the context and how you want it to guide someone yeah. through the conversation. Because one of the challenges with like ChatGPT is like you have to guide the conversation. Mm -hmm. You send questions and it responds to you, but you can also just sort of program it for it to kind of use a conversation flow to guide you through. And so like Ryan texts you, he kind of like asks you if you have an app idea or not. And then like if you don't, helps you brainstorm app ideas that you're like uniquely qualified to be the CEO of based on things you know about. Helps you put together plans for your business model that you could pursue around that idea. And then like recommends tools for you, like gets you ready for the workshop. Right. Um, and then also, if you're a good fit, can like qualify you either for like free resources or to like talk to our sales team too so like that has been like a really fun thing and he then took that and like built a, a million dollar plus business with wow. that last year and they just launched voice too so like you know how like when you're on the phone with delta and you're like really annoying you're like speak to a representative because they're like <laughs> really annoying so then the voice ai is actually responding to what you're saying because delta is just like it's saying the same thing to yeah. you next regardless of what you say it's going to give you the same option so it's responding to you and talking to you and using all the knowledge base about the business and like having this conversation with you and so like it's really f like we're very ai centered most of apps of that code now is like ai centered everywhere you hit my boyfriend has an ai company so we're very like into the ai over there it's funny because i feel like a lot of the conversations that i hear about ai in these circles are a, they're all kind of pessimistic and negative in the sense of like are you worried about this are, don't you think yeah. this is going to change things but it occurs to me that listening to both of you You've both kind of taken it, you know, like taken the reins and been like, here's how this is going to work for me. Like, I'm not even going to give it the opportunity to not benefit me. Yeah. With both, well, with uh, your, with Mert and yeah. with um, getting into the like course creation around it. Yeah. So quickly, like, I'm so impressed by that. Yeah. 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 So have you, Kat, like used AI in your like tell us about the course a little bit because i think that will like help us understand because i think what you were saying is like people were thinking that pivot tables were ai so they're like maybe using it incorrectly is that what, like can you help me understand that they just didn't even know what chat gpt was like yeah. they didn't they didn't understand any of that so like when i was asking about ai like it was i was getting excel answers that like weren't things like obviously Microsoft is rolling out like AI, yeah. but you know, inside of the products, but this was like a year ago and people were just straight up confused. So I started, I, I, a lot of the stuff I start with is more of the basics with them. So we really break down in that course. Most of it is on prompt engineering. So really being able to leverage those AI chatbots and make it a tool that will save you time and not waste time because so many people were using them like Google. Like mm. they, it, they'd be mm. like type something okay. in like they're Googling something where they don't know how to actually create Girl. prompts that have all the different elements to get you a result that's usable in the first one or two tries versus sitting there and having to like go back and forth with it for a while like a search engine. Yes. Like they expect that like the answer will miraculous. I think if you think about yeah. it like an employee, if you say just like one sentence to an employee and that's the first time you ever met them, they are not going to get the job right. And so like yeah. context 
context and example and then the expectation mm -hmm. that you're going to back and forth. That was really good. But one, one thing I think it was missing was a stronger mission statement at the top. Can you try again with a stronger mission statement yes. and also include this? OK, perfect. I really like that. But can we switch the order around? I'd love to see three different orders of how this looks so that I have a better sense of like how I can proceed like that back and forth play. I think people forget to play back and forth. So they're like, yeah. oh, I need the like I type something in like a Google search to your point, like as a question really broad and then don't get the answer like this doesn't work. And it's like, no, your prompt sucked. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, I like the I like that framework too of context and an example, because I yeah. think that 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 is something that is not it's not intuitive. You wouldn't I mean, yeah. this is an entirely new technology. And so yes. when I, I've used it to like help think of titles for my book and subtitles yeah. were all like I uploaded the manuscript, the 180 page manuscript for the book. I said, this is my book. This is what I want the title to convey. This is what I'm thinking about. I want it to be, but a little bit punchier, a little bit funnier, but don't use this word, but try this. And it generated 10 ideas. I said, three's great. Let's try to do 10 more off of three based yes. on like, but like, you know, go further down this path. And it was so crazy to me that, I mean, when it spit out the first answer, it was like, so this book is about blah, 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 blah. I was like, yeah, exactly. You read yeah. it. You clearly read it. Like, <laughs> Thanks for reading it, chat GPT. Yeah. And also maybe like upload some clips from the book too, just like paste in or like now you can upload directly into it. Yeah, so that would be that's good. what I did. I think was the PDF. Up. You did the PDF. Okay, good, good. Yeah. So Kat, we have a question from one of our listeners, Emily, and she runs a, a travel business in Europe. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of, like, there are a couple different parts of her question that mm -hmm. we wanted to answer in this episode and get your thoughts on. And we can like chat about it a little bit. So we'll give some advice cool. or what we think. So Emily is asking, number one, what are your favorite social media marketing strategies for selling services rather than products? She has two questions. So for selling services rather than products. And then the second question is, how in the ever-living heck do I create an email list that exudes confidence and builds rapport with readers and potential clients? So she's asking about social media strategies for selling services and then also building rapport through an email list. You have an email list, Kat? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Got it. And then do you, th do you have anything that you sell that are services or they're mainly like digital products? So we also do live trainings at companies. So you could kind of ah. classify that as a service. So I do custom live sessions. Got it. Okay. I think uh, one of the things maybe to answer the first question around like social media marketing yeah. strategies for selling services, because my company has some, we have like a service, we'll build your app for yeah. you. Um, I really have loved doing social media takeovers that do opt that like send people to an opt in either to like a consultation or like a free workshop. So a social media takeover is where you pay another account with a large following to post on their account for the day. Mm -hmm. So like it's a custom deal that you negotiate. It's not going to be like, oh, available for sales. So like I used to do this where I would reach out to accounts who had like my target audience. Um, I remember like one of the first ones I did this with was an account called Business Rules for Women, for okay. example. And so we like agreed on a structure for a takeover they're going to be like a certain number of uh, reels a certain number of stories or so like we agree to an amount and a price and then I created a Google Doc for them 
for the actual day that was like on this time on this day post this on this time on this day post this because I'm not really like actually logged into their account yeah. mm-hmm. um, so there it's look it's presented that way yes. so like the, the sure. writing the content is like hey I'm Tara I'm taking over the business rules for women account today we're talking about this and so it was a sort of day of content but that's been a really good way for me to use social media to drive to services and products and typically depending on how big the account is it doesn't have to be massive they have to give good engagement but it doesn't have to be massive that's been a really good way for me to like grow into and get other audiences to sell services and functionally speaking when you're actually making that when you say getting them to go to the free workshop or getting them to convert are you basically posting links and stories that they're then clicking on and signing up or are there dms happening how is that happening usually it's links and stories when I back when I was doing this, when I started doing this, there was a swipe up oh, to yeah. click. You remember this? I missed the swipe up. I actually think I like that's a higher converting better. experience as opposed to the click. Yes. So um, it was that or part of the agreement was that they were going to put the link in the bio for that 24 hours. So I could say oh, link in bio link because. In bio. Um, okay. Yeah, exactly. OK. And did you do any experimentation with that landing page? Of course. A little A-B test. A little A-B test. Try yeah. a couple things out. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cat thoughts. Yeah. So, I mean, for us, what's been a really big game changer has been using ManyChat this last round. Yeah. So really automating the DMs and we push them into our free webinar. So we host a free web- webinar based on one of the pain points I would recommend for her, like from the services, right? Like yeah. something like, why does someone want to work with them? What's that pain point? Create a little free training around it and then use ManyChat in order to get people to get signed up for it, get registered for it. So we have like a little tech stack on the back end that goes from ManyChat. And then it um, gives them the registration link that we build out and go high level. And then that zaps back into our flow desk and that sends out the emails. Yeah, And people will then, you prompt them in the video or in the content to comment below with like a Comment a word, yep. Comment a word. Once they comment a word, ManyChat DMs them. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty straightforward interface. Like it, it's it's rather intuitive to set up, but basically the way the interface works for any listeners who haven't used it before, you set up a trigger action, which in this case is a comment. So you'll say yeah. any if anytime a user comments on the next reel or the next post that I put up, then DM them this message. Mm-hmm. And then there there's some have I don't know Kat if you've used any of the more advanced. There's like some some DM convo tools that you can use where there will be like buttons and options and oh, you yeah. can kind of like expand it but you mentioned zaps back to flowdesk. So I'm like if anyone is like what does that mean? Zapier yeah, yeah. is a what how do you classify Zapier? I feel like you would have a good a good canned response for like what that product yeah. Is Zapier is a tool for APIs. So an API is how two softwares talk, talk to, each to each other. It's like other. a phone call conversation between two softwares. So like one software is like, hey, I got new information. And the other one's like, got it. Thanks. I knew you'd have a perfect yeah. analogy. So her, that's a great way. Flowdesk is her email provider. Yep. So she's, yes. she's basically using this Zapier product to connect the information from what's happening with the high level webinar sign up to the email and that's telling the email provider okay now go email this customer and tell them xyz because this you know um qualification has been fulfilled but it's interesting because i think even just the way that these questions are phrased of like using social media to do this and then using email to do this because in my mind these two things are so connected because ultimately everything is to get you to email like ultimately the social is all driving to an interaction that's going to happen over email so 
I think the formula that we've relied on is a pretty well-documented one at this point, but it might be worth rehashing just in case. Um, in order to build the list itself, I usually use this same strategy of let me create, I mean, it sounds like you guys are, are really doing like the webinars, the workshops, like you you both are so good performing live. And it's, I think you both really enjoy performing live. I like making PDF resources that people can download. So I'll like I'll make a tool or I'll make a resource guide or something that I know someone would want and would be willing to exchange their email address for. So you make the guide, you get the email in order to send the guide to them. And then uh, in order to you know receive that, they have to give you the email address. They have to opt in to receive the weekly newsletter or whatever cadence you're going to be sending. It's a lead magnet. It's a lead magnet, yes. yes. And so um, I think in the travel world, a good way to approach this is like maybe, you know, to your point about pain points, I was thinking about this and I was like, I feel like when you're traveling, if you're not somebody that does it all the time, you might have a hard time with building itineraries or like there might be some like ultimate packing list for beach trips, ultimate packing list for this and things that like someone would actually want to take from you. And then when I write the newsletter and I use that as a way to share my work and like what I'm enjoying with the audience, I always imagine or picture specific listeners or readers that I've had conversations with when I'm writing it. So it's like I'm writing it directly to them. And that's how I try to keep it super one to one instead of just like blasting information to a big group of people. It's like, no, I'm writing to Emily like this is for her. Because yeah. that's ultimately, it's the whole audience is just composed of a bunch of Emilys and a bunch of people that probably are thinking about and worried about and care about the same things as she does. I just had an idea for Emily that leverages a lot of the things that we were talking Beautiful. about. So if Emily wants to create a lead magnet for her audience, people who are interested in traveling, she could create some sort of lead magnet that, like, where people enter, type something, and they would take a form, a type form, for example. You put in information about, like, your trip or where you want to go, then you can zap over that information to using like uh, open AI. Mm -hmm. So go get chat GPT, put the prompt in of what they said, but then add your own special sauce of how you approach like planning. Now this is a light touch version because it's like a downloadable version. If they want the like customized one from you, they would pay and do that separately. But send it over to ChatGPT. Say this is their information, and here's like the special sauce context of how we do event planning for people, um, tri trip planning for people, and then send an email using cat strategy, send an email with a little custom itinerary and maybe a, a link to book a call for more information or for digging in and give them a little goodie as a lead magnet. Yeah. You can do that with Zapier type form, Zapier and email. Type email. form, Zapier, oh. email. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. So there's your That's genius. There's your stack. I love that. Okay. So Anything else that we want to cover before we call it today? Yeah, about I, I'm like, trends. now that we, if we have Kat in front of us, I'm like, I feel like we should really make sure we, we ring this opportunity of all its juice. Kat, any last insights or, or words about like how you've leveraged or how you recommend people leverage trends for their benefit? I would say my biggest piece of advice around it would be take messy action. Don't sit there trying to make the perfect version of a video that fits a trend and does all the pieces like... The reason we scaled so quickly is because I'm just constantly taking messy action. I threw the whole perfectionist angle, people pleasing out the window. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? Like, if we want to move quickly, like we're here on this planet for X amount of time. Time is finite. I want to get where I'm going faster. So I'm just constantly trying things. We throw the spaghetti at the wall. We see what works and don't be afraid to fail with it. And then yeah. when it comes to lining up with those trends, find the ones that feel authentic to you and just give it a go. 
give it a try. You know, that like so many people spend life on the sidelines and like don't jump in the damn pool. Yeah. And I feel like my purpose on the planet is to like punch people in the pool and I'm like, get let's people go, in the pool. Jump in yeah. the pool. Okay. <laughs> so in the YouTube comments, because we can see the comments yeah. there, I would love for us to do a little brainstorming activity with the boss house, with everyone listening, and have people share just one trend that they've been like on the fence about yeah. jumping into, jumping in the pool with that they're like, all right, like I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in on. Let's it's commit to it. It's an accountability comment. It's an accountability comment for your pool jump. Grab a trend. It could be anything or one you make up. You can make up a trend if you want to if that yeah. feels more aligned and it feels aligned trend. to you in the comments i love it that is a beautiful yeah. place to close it out thank you for that little pump up speech i feel like i need to go listen to my uh my pump up song in jump the in the pool <laughs> jump in the pool uh so that is all for this week's episode of bossy and thank you so much to kat norton for joining us thanks kat thank you for having me this was so fun take your business further with the smart and flexible american express business gold card it offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.